Yo, 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 what's good? Thank you for coming to the House of Barf. I'm Chan Man. And before we get started, I would just like to emphasize that the content that we share on House of Barf is for informational and entertainment purposes only. We are not financial advisors and the information provided should not be considered as professional financial advice. Investing and financial decisions involve risk. And it's crucial to do your own research or consult with a qualified professional before making any financial choices. The opinions expressed on House of Barf are, are of our, our own and do not reflect the views of any organizations that we may be affiliated with. Please remember that past performance is not indicative of future results and the financial landscape can change rapidly. Always conduct thorough due diligence and seek financial advice from a financial advisor tailored to your personal needs and circumstances. By listening to this podcast, you agree that the host and in the future, if we have any guests, are not responsible for any financial decisions you make as a result of the information presented on House of Barf. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Yo, 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 what's good? It's Chairman House of Barf. How's everybody doing? How's everybody feeling? It's December 19th, 2023, Tuesday, and it's approximately 8.20 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I want to say thank you to anybody and everybody who decided to take time on a wonderful day to come kick it with your mans. I appreciate it. Just sitting here, was about to dive in. Actually, I ain't turned the microphone on. Actually, I haven't turned the microphone on in a couple of days, but um, actually, I've been doing some research since about 2, 3 a.m. this morning. Shit, it might have been like one fifty or something. Uh, n- Nothing too crazy. Just... um studying this forex market um did did you know did uh slip up on a couple things um so one way i've been going about this is kind of not saying this is the way i mean seriously i've been kind of you know just doing a little coaching not really coaching haven't been getting paid shit you know um you know it's whatever but um Seems like whenever I, you know, it seems like whenever I talk to somebody, they, they get very sensitive about, you know, um, about what's going on. And it becomes this thing of, you know, uh, you know, that's your strategy. That's not my strategy. Or, you know, don't touch my butt or, you know, something, something essentially. You know, it's like, dude, calm down. You know, nobody's trying to, or woman, calm down. Nobody's trying to do anything. Okay. Um, just saying. You know, you know, there's different various things that you can do. Uh, so was just taking a look at the Forex market and just trying to, you know, learn different strategies. And one strategy that I've been working on is hedging. Essentially, in Forex, it's different. It's really not beneficial to put, I guess, you know, again, different strategies, right? One strategy that I've kind of been looking at was when I put in a buy order, I put in a sell order. The thing is, it goes up just as much as it goes down. So if you're up $20 in the other portfolio, you're down $20. Uh, you probably won't get it so perfect like that. Not saying you won't, but I haven't yet to get it that perfect. I'm usually off. Like as soon as I put my order in, I'm usually off about $0.25, cents, $0.50 cents or something. You know, And I'm doing micro orders right now. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to be able to do micro orders. I've been able to get a couple dollars into the account. So, um, that's just basically what I've been working on. Um, so I was, I've been really working with one Forex pair. It's a USD JPY. It just seems like a pair that I don't know, it's going, working out well for myself. I'm kind of, you know, so I just been working with one pair, um, and just, yeah, just been practicing on this one. So was kind of sitting there this morning and, um, uh, I didn't put a hedge in for one thing. And uh, it bit me in the ass as immediately as I put it. I put in a short order on USDJPY, and immediately, immediately as soon as I put it in, um, shot down. Uh, didn't put the hedge in right away. Uh, eventually, I put the hedge in. The hedge went up. Got out of the uh, the hedge position. The uh, the actually the long position was the hedge because I put the short in first. Um, so the long position became the hedge position. Got out of the long position. Uh, still holding on to the short position, just trying to understand and just trying to get the concept of what the Forex is. So essentially, when I'm seeing these pairs, you have, um, as, as as y'all are aware, I'm, I'm new to this, uh, y'all true to this. But um, when you have that pair, the first number is essentially the base 
uh, the base currency and then you have the quote currency. And the, the price that we're seeing, this is stuff I'm just learning, okay? The price that we're seeing is basically the quote price. Basically, it takes that much to make one of those. So the base is essentially one, and then the quote is the, you know, whatever, that the price that we see, the bid and ask price. And it basically saying, like, if it takes 150 to make, let's say, one, then it's not as powerful, but let's say it's like 80, 85, then that's more powerful than that. So, and essentially the kind of concept I go to is, let's just say, you know, I've only been out of the country a couple of times. Uh, I haven't really been out of the country much, which I hope to change. Um, but essentially, um, I remember I went to Canada uh, one time. I had a great time. Uh, oh, shit. Damn it. The, damn. The person I went to Canada went, uh, wow, well, yeah, sorry about that. The person I went to Canada with is, uh, uh, wow. But regardless, um, went to Canada, it was for a jazz festival, but I was so close to Buffalo that I was able to understand. Matter of fact, before I left, somebody got me hip and was like, yo, just withdraw some money before you go. So they got me hip. I didn't understand, but I withdrew some money in my pocket. Probably took out like five, six hundred dollars. And and I went to. Um, oh, yeah. And I got my bed with me. Uh, it's a bottle of smart water. Um, and I went to Canada. So then I realized when I got to Canada, I had to exchange my money. And when I exchanged my money, I got like more than. You know what I'm saying? In USD. So I was like, oh, shit, that worked out. So then I tried to do the whole, like, well, let me see what works out, you know, if I was to do it right here. So I went to an ATM right outside the currency exchange place. I was in uh, I was in uh, Quebec. Trust me. Um, people corrected me so much when I got there because I kept saying Quebec. And they're like, American? I'm like, yes. And we can tell by the say way you say, you say Quebec. It's Quebec. I was like, oh, okay. Okay, cool. Um, so right inside the, ex- ex- the uh, currency exchange place was an ATM, and I went ahead and withdrew, you know, some money out of the USD, um, out of the ATM, and it cracked my skull just to withdraw. Then I went inside the currency exchange place. It didn't work as good. It didn't work as good. Somehow I didn't come out like on top like I did before. So I was working on, you know, how to do this exchange thing and how it can benefit me. Uh, so this is what I think about. This is what I think about when, I, um, when I'm trading this currency. I'm like, okay. So right now with the USD JPY, it's uh, approximately... Um, one hundred and forty-four dollars and twenty-seven cents, and and the uh, twenty point two seven two, um, and it's again it's approximately eight twenty-six a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So basically, what I'm getting from this is, if I wanted to exchange my one USD to a JPY, I'm gonna get about forty-four more dollars, um, or I guess if I exchange a hundred dollars, I'm gonna get one hundred and forty-four per one hundred. I'm gonna get or I guess, I guess if per one dollar I'm gonna get forty four cents, and then I guess uh, per one hundred dollars I'm gonna get forty four dollars. All right, so I'm doing good there, right? I'm exchanging, and it's going up. It went from one forty four to one forty five to one forty six. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm gonna keep exchanging these USDs. I, I, I'm getting more. Then on the other end, you have the person who's trying to exchange the yen to the USD. It, it's costing them. I mean. For you know, one hundred and forty-four, they're getting one USD. Then it's costing them more. It's one forty-five to get one USD. Then one forty-six, we won't get one USD. And it's like, you know, is it is it worth it? So I'm sitting there thinking, okay, is this worth it? I mean, it, you know, it just recently shot up from where did it shoot up from? And I wasn't even in when it shot up. Uh, it was at one forty-two point five, and now it's at one forty-four. So it's like, how many times do these Japanese yen people want to go ahead and exchange to the USD? And then how many times these USD people are going to want to exchange to the, you know, the yen? Not to mention, I'm am trying to look at some fundamentals as well. And I did notice that um, the Bank of Japan, uh, I guess, is doing something with their rates where essentially they're keeping them negative or zero. Uh, not exactly sure. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting hip to trying to do my fundamental analysis when it comes to uh, c- currency exchange. Um 
So I'm looking at this real quick. The news that kind of, uh, what time? It came out at 8 a.m. This isn't the news I was reading. I was reading news at like 3 a.m. this morning. Let me go ahead. Uh, Bank of Japan keeps, this is from December 18th, 2023. Uh, this was at about, uh, uh, this was at about 10, 10 p.m., 11, let's see, about 10 p.m. last night. Um, 2100 hour, 2156. Um, the Bank of Japan kept its policy targets unchanged amid expectations among analysts that the bank is likely to end its negative interest rate policy early next year. So um, early next year, I guess they're getting rid of their negative rates. I guess they had negative rates, I guess, kind of like the U.S. did. Now, the thing is, I need to understand the, like the, the people. You know what I'm saying? This is one reason why I would love to travel while uh, trading currency because I need to understand the people because... Um, what if, you know, for us, if we have 0% interest, that makes our dollar diluted, you know, you know, based on economics and everything. And, and essentially, if you take a glass of juice and you pour water and it, it's diluted, but also there's a human factor. That's the one thing we're working with. AI is AI is AI, but you got to set the parameters to give it more of a human feel or something like that. Because there is something about our organic matter that we like. Like, I'll even tell you, earlier today, I seen this kid speeding. I didn't know it was a kid. I thought, I didn't know who it was. But this kid was speeding, man, and he was going to kill somebody. You know what I'm saying? Now, if I was AI, what is my goal? Get me from point A to point B, right? That kid wouldn't have mattered, you know? But there was this human aspect to me, and I'm not saying it was right. It, I guess people call it the, the, the K word for Caucasian women. Um, uh, but... I felt obligated to pull up next to this person. I didn't even know who it was. And they wrote on the window. And I see this little 16, 17, no older than 18-year-old behind the wheel. Immediately, I, my heart dropped. I was like, oh, fuck. Uh, of course. This dumbass little kid weaving in and out of traffic. Not even, like, slow. I mean, at high speeds. I'm like, so I pull up next to him. And I'm just like, yo, you need to slow down. All right? You're going to kill somebody if not yourself. All right, you're going to wrap yourself around a telephone pole or something one day. And and you your car is nothing but it was one of those uh my buddies call them fart can cars, little little small ass, you know, Volkswagen Jetta or, you know, I don't know, some small ass car. Shit's going to get crumbled up like a piece of foil, you know what I'm saying? And uh AI wouldn't have that human aspect to them. You know, and it wasn't I was cussing them out. I probably did use a few colorful choice of words but it was more so like yo I, my concern was for them and then when i seen that they were just some little teenager my concern went higher i was like oh my gosh so i want to get to the people of the currency because negative interest rates for us in america is going to dilute the dollar because we're going to all withdraw all the money in the world and there's going to be so much money in circulation and we're going to be throwing it back into the economy i'm not sure if that works the same way with people in japan if they have a negative interest rate and it makes their dollar more diluted, what if it makes their dollar stronger? I don't know. Not economic wise. I mean, because, again, if you take, you know, some juice and pour water in it, it's going to be diluted. So that's just anywhere, everywhere. But you can't treat everything the same. You know, you have to some situation is going to be different. So the people of Japan may say, oh, interest rates are negative. Uh, it may be different for them. It may make their dollar more powerful. They may do something different with their dollar than we do over here in the USD. Uh, so I want to get to know the people uh, a little bit better uh, before just exchange, exchanging these currencies. Because at the end of the day, I don't want to be one of those. Um, I know it sounds stupid, but I don't want to be like a, a cultural appropriator where essentially I'm just making money off the backs of, of people in their currencies and ain't never been to the country. I'm kind of like that with the Dallas Cowboys. I've yet to be to Texas. Dead ass, you know. Now I've been all around. I've been to uh, Kansas and Oklahoma and all that, um, but um, I have. I, I can't think. Have I ever touched down in Texas yet? Like I don't think I have, and I want to because um, uh, uh, I want. I you know I hear everything's bigger in Texas, so uh, naturally I would love to see uh, the um, the opposite gender. Just to see uh, if that uh, if that uh, stereotype is true. And on the other end, I wouldn't mind uh, grabbing a steak as well. You know, um, just grabbing a big ass steak. 
Um, so uh, I do need to get down to uh, Dallas, and uh, I don't even know if they're in Dallas. Uh, where where's? Because um, even uh, the skins, I mean the uh, Commodores or Commanders or whatever, uh, they're not, they're not even in DC. Um, where is the Dallas Cowboys football stadium located? Yeah, it's in Arlington, um, which I'm sure is probably not too far. But, uh, yeah, so I got to get down to Arlington, and um, I need to check them out, man, and actually support the team. Um, crap, crap, let me see what I got going on. Uh, I'm trying to take a look at my, my USD JPY. I still got the short end. I haven't, I haven't covered it yet. I'm holding on to it. Uh, uh, it may not be the best idea, but I'm trying to see it. Like, even if I could get out of this, um, if I can get out of this, um, right now I'm down about a hundred pips, right? Uh, which equivalents for the time being to about 60 bucks. Um, I could lock in this, these pips with the hedge position, essentially with Forex, if I, if I wanted to, I could lock it, lock it in, you know what I'm saying? Lock in the $50 loss, uh, $60 loss, uh, with a hedge position. And if it shoots up, then my hedge position will make money. Uh, and, uh, the short will of course lose as long as I don't get margin called, I should be okay. Um, or right now I'm just going uh, short but naked, uh, where it's just a short order with nothing but order types in uh, the take profit. I don't even have the stop loss in because um, you know what? This is what I'm gonna do real quick. Right now, currently, it's at 144.44. Uh, this is the USD Japanese yen uh, pair. So in my primary account, I'm going to put in a hedge position at one forty five seventy three um it looks that that is a resistance level uh one forty five seventy three so if it breaches one forty five seventy three then it's probably gonna shoot up let me see where, where my guesstimate is because you can't predict the future if you could predict the future, please let me know um i I would love to buy you dinner um five guys um you know, I'm I'm not rich. Uh, so it's hitting resistance level right now, and it consolidated, and now it's actually having a reversal. And it didn't even hit the pivot point. Uh, it hit one pivot point, but there's another pivot point above. Uh, now, if it comes down, I wonder if that's going to be a pivot point for it to turn bullish. Sorry, I'm looking at this. So I'm going to go ahead and put my hedge position in around 145.73. That looks to be a resistance level. Um, and if it breaches that resistance level, then uh, I'm going to assume that it's going to shoot up to, here, let me guesstimate. Uh, let me get my Fibonacci retracement tool. And I'm going to retrace from the lowest point to the highest point for the last couple of days. And it is over, it's in the oversold territory. If I had to say it's closer to neutral. So I feel like it's hitting that neutral point. But if it breaches, um, if it breaches uh, resistance, I'm going to say this thing is going to go up to like 147. Uh, essentially saying that people who carry the yen are going to have, if they want to exchange the USD, they're going to have to um, give $147 instead of, and there's good reason for that. If they're getting great, you know, if they're getting a great, you know, exchange rate or, you know, whatever it is they're looking to do. Uh, maybe they're looking to get out of Japan. Maybe Japan is not. Let me see uh, if there's some other news. Let me see. Canadian inflation unexpectedly steady in November. Canadian inflation. <coughs> um, consumer price growth in Canada was slightly hotter than expected last month, which goes some way to supporting the central bank's reluctant to declare victory in its fight against inflation. Annual inflation was steady at 3.1%, where the market had penciled in a 2.9 rents in CPI and was flat at 0.1% on month, where, uh, on month where economists anticipated it to edge down 0.1%. The Bank of Canada, which has one more CPI reading before its next policy, has caused 
it too. <coughs> it was too soon to be discussing rate cuts until it saw evidence inflation was on a sustainable path to its 2% target. I believe that was written by uh, Rob M. Stewart at, is that the Wall Street Journal? I believe. Um, shout out to you, Rob. Um, so that's that's a play right there. All right, so if they're battling inflation, so they're, consumer, they're going through the same thing we're going through. Their consumer prices are high. Um, they need to get the money out of their circulation as well. So let me look at this USD. Well, real quick, I want to look at Japan real quick because that's the one I'm trading right now. Um, let me see some news that came out around 8 a.m. Again, this is December 19, 2023. How the housing market slowdown is rippling through the economy in five charts. Higher interest rates from the Federal Reserve caused the housing market to seize up this year. And that is now having a spillover effects for hardware stores, furniture, sellers, and construction firms. Sales of existing homes fell to 13-year low in October. Economists surveyed by the Wall Street Journal estimate that a report Wednesday from the National Association of Realtors will show sales failed again in November. That has taken a toll on workers' business that relies on spending related to housing market. Okay, okay, so we have something there. That's 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 not good for the USD. Um, let me see anything else. SEI blockchain for digital assets trading. Cell is the fastest layer one blockchain designed to scale the industry. Okay. Let me see. I'm going to keep moving. Uh, is there anything else? Uh, there's a bunch of stuff. Um, Bank of Japan chief bucking exact chief bucking expectations avoid talks of rate increase. Bank of Japan government Kazu Yuda refrained from giving any hint of an intimate interest rate increase, saying that he wants to see more evidence showing the strength of wages and prices. Okay, so he's letting it do what it do. I'm not sure if I like that. I think I like that. Yo, to an extent, let's let's see what it do. Let's see what consumer prices does. Let's see the strength. What did he say? Let me see. I'm about to look this guy up. Saying that he wants to see more evidence showing the strength of wages and prices. So he's like, look, I want to see more from the corporations. Okay, let's see what y'all do. All right. Consumer prices is going up. Consumer prices isn't bad as long as we can get employee wages up. And if it's been a while since the last employee wages increased, then it's probably time. Because no offense. I say this as humbly as possible. When the wage gap is getting closed between, let's say, your blue collar jobs and your white collar jobs. Then there hasn't been an increase in wages in years. You know, like when you're, no offense, barbers are making just as much as your, and this is for just lack of better knowledge, okay, as your corporate America person. So your barber's making 50K, your person entry-level corporation's making 50K, then we, we, we have an issue there, okay? Because guess what the barber can do? The barber can raise their rates. The employee can't just go to their boss. I mean, I guess you could, you know, you could quit and get another job. You can't just go to your boss and be like, hey, boss, you know, it's time for that, you know, annual increase. You know, it doesn't work that way. So for 10, 15 years, you know, I mean, the corporation has been killing it. You know what I'm saying? And then next thing you know, um, uh, what drives inflation? Uh, what drives, you know, cost of goods, supply chain management? Um, let me see real quick. While we, you know, I got the computer right here. Um what drives inflation? According to Reserve Bank of Australia, more jobs and higher wages increase household incomes and lead to a rise in consumer spending, further increasing aggregate demand and the scope for firms to increase the prices of their goods and services. Okay, economics 101, supply and demand. So essentially, you know, people got their job, more people are working, um, more people are spending money, the corporations struggle to meet the demand one way you can slow it down increase prices okay so they got us figure out a way i mean i hate to say it but you could go the american way and just fire everybody 
um, less people working, less money being spent, you know, um, I think I was just listening to the Wall Street Trapper talk about that, um, here, let me, I want to take a look at this USD, uh, uh, Canadian dollar real quick, just because I read that news, shit, and I had my short in too, I had it in, and I, I, I believe I did okay on it, I made a few dollars, nothing too crazy, um, where did it go from? 133 to 133. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put a short in on uh, USD uh, Canadian dollar. Oh, I don't even got that many units left. Shit. It's all good. I'll get you back later. Um, Just still working on this Japanese yen thing. Um, you got to be careful because... uh. You got the margin calls, people putting in their stop losses. So it's very dangerous, like with this stuff. This this Forex stuff is outrageous. Like it's really outrageous. Um gotta be very careful. Uh gotta gotta stay on top of it. Uh, considering that, you know, my, my portfolio is only like, you know, a thousand pips. I mean a thousand pips and I'm out of here. You know, so I'm already down a hundred pips. You know, so this this is how this game goes. Uh, so it's just about surviving and hanging in there. Um, so right now I'm still hanging in there on the JPY position. Oh, I could do the oh I could do it in this account, the Canadian thing. But I want to save this for I want to save my cash for the JPY, just in case this thing decides that it wants to shoot up. So. Yeah, with the with the margin calls and the stop loss and everything, man, I could be exited out of my position one way, shape, form, or another, and you know, not even really want to be. Uh, but I'm waiting on to see if uh, so. If I would have got this position long, essentially, I would have been saying that the USD is going to become, our, our, uh, you know, I guess more powerful than the Japanese yen. Um, basically, saying that it's one to what is it one forty four now, uh, but um, you know, uh, so I, so I get $144 in yen and then I give back, I guess, um, 146 and I get to collect the difference or something like that. I'm still figuring this stuff out. I guess if I'm shorting and it's basically like, Hey, you know what I'm saying? Uh, go sell that much USD to somebody and then I'll buy it back at a cheaper price. You know what I'm saying? Um, hopefully I guess in this case, uh, from 144, it'll be down to like 142 or 143 or something, and then I'll buy it back at that price. So th I'm just trying to figure this all out. But yeah, um, so one thing I'm looking at is my indicators. I'm looking how my MACD um, is starting to now with convergence and divergence. Can convergence be in the opposite direction? Like I understand on the buy side that's convergence. Let me see something real quick. What is convergence and divergence? According to Investopedia, divergence generally means two things are moving apart, while convergence implies that two forces are moving together. Okay, so it's diverging, but it looks like based on some graphs, divergence means it can go in either direction. Like, it, up, it can be diverging. I'm not sure if this is correct. And then also on the other end, um, in the opposite direction. I'm not sure. Uh so right now it's diverging. If I'm looking at my MACD, it's diverging, going into the sold territory. It's moving away from its moving average. Uh, the RSI is showing sold territory, um, or whatever. How do you want to use it? Convergence, divergence, whatever. Um, the volume is decreasing, uh, but when there is a spike, it does look like it's starting to be a sell. Um, so I'm just taking my time. Guess what? I'm down 90 pips right now. So I'm just taking it easy. I'm not going to put in the hedge position yet. I am going to put in a take profit. Uh, the reason I'm going to put in this take profit is because I may take a quick, you know, a quick nap real quick, just quick doze off before the U.S. equities open. Um, so I'm going to put that take profit in just in case it has a sharp decrease. And I'm going to move that to the... Um, the lowest sell that has been uh, over the last few days. It looks like the lowest sell in the last few days. 
what? Sometimes I don't understand this chart. On I got a switch. What am I on? I'm on the. Let me go to the one month. One month, thirty minute. Okay, here we are. Okay, so in the last month. Let's see. Hmm. Looks like we're at the lowest it's been in about a month. Okay. So, I'm going to move my take profit down to like the lowest that has been in about the month, in which it happens to be, and I'm going to move it up just a notch. You know when you're like twisting something, or screwing something, twist it all the way and then unscrew it like one. I'm going all the way down to the bottom and I'm just going to go up just a little bit to reach like support level that should be a good support level uh looks like the lowest has been about a month is about 141 and i'm not saying it's going to go there but it's about 141 mm -hmm. um yeah, let me see yeah this stuff is getting ridiculous i'm sorry i'm looking at this um we got this issue with um uh, people doing GTA in real life or something. Uh, yeah, and uh, somebody, I was just, somebody was talking to me about that. Uh, and then someone also sent me another message. Google has agreed to pay $700 million, uh, to allow for greater competition or something. Um, let me see. In its Play App Store, according to the terms of antitrust. Damn. $700 million just because you were... Knocking out the comp, and like, it's a, is is that even enough? Goodness gracious! Um, so looking at my indicators, this this isn't going to go above, like, let me see, like one forty six right now. And I wonder what was it back on November twenty, November twenty third. I shot it up to 149. Okay, here, I got the high and low right here. Let me see. It's like, nah, that's not it for the month. But, um, I got multiple charts up. I like to use multiple charts. Ah, let me see. Okay, I'm going to put this on the 30-day. 30-day. Shit, I don't even have a 30-day. 20 day, one hour. Um, the high 149.98, low 140. Where did I put my take profit? It's a short position. So I put my take profit at 141. So it's right in there. It's right in there. Um, but yeah. So, all right. So one thing I want to work on real quick uh, before I rolled out. Um, down about 90 pips, okay, okay, is, um, trend lines, I want, I want to, uh, get a little bit better on drawing my trend lines, and listen, I, look, I've had enough of the technical analysis as well, don't get it twisted, okay, I want to work my trend lines, but I'm getting a little tired of it, so many indicators, so many drawing techniques, this, that, third, rah, boo, boo, technical analysis, technical analysis. I get it. I'm getting a little tired of it myself, but I do want to work on my trend lines real quick. So if you want, you know, bear with me, hang around, uh, about to drawing, uh, about to type in trend lines for beginners, feel free to just stick around. Um, oh man, I'm good. Trend lines for beginners. I'm trying to get somebody who doesn't have a video that's five hours long. And I, I know it sounds oxymoron, right? Because all my, all my stuff is like five hours long. Oh, oh, here's a 44 minute one. Looks like they go over all the trends. We said the trends. 
political year. Here we go. This message has been approved. Oh. First of all, I want to appreciate you guys for the feedback on the last videos, you know, I really mm. so I'm going to go ahead and so put this on my save to watch yes. later. Oh, crap. So, All right, I'm going to watch that one later. But I just want, because, I mean, I've drawn trend lines before. Um, but sometimes I get, I get away from it. Uh. And there's another 45 minute one. Let me see if there's somebody who can do it in 60 seconds real quick. You need to know this if you want to be a successful day trader. Drawing a trend line is as easy as clicking this trend line tool and drawing a line across three points. Any less than three is a very weak trend. Once you have that drawn out, extend it out as far as you can. Once price breaks a trend line, it will do one of two things. Price will either consolidate or choose a new direction up or down. Follow for more videos like this. You need to know Okay. <laughs> okay. Dang, what the heck? Your is pushing. All right, that second, that sixty second one looked good. All right, I'm just gonna leave it at that for right now. But there was another one because like you can draw multiple, you can draw multiple trend lines, like, um, and then you can kind of like see what, what is. My bad. Let me see what this person wanna say real quick. This is only eight minute video. This is stock. So hey traders, welcome back to Stock Story. In today's video, we will see some best trend line strategies. So first of all, what is trend line? Basically, this is a line that we are in the trending market. Swing highs and swing lows connect and draw. For example, here the market is clearly downtrend. The market goes down, then goes up, goes down, goes up, goes up, goes down. फिर ऊपर आता है यूजुअली मार्केट जब डाउनट्रेंड में होता है तो लोअर लो और लोअर हाइज के फॉर्मेशन में आगे बढ़ता है नाउ चूंकि ये एक डाउनट्रेंड है तो हम यहां लोअर हाइज को देखने के लिए दिस इज सेइंग आई एम सेइंग आई एम सॉरी आई या आई कैन अंडरस्टैंड व्हाट दिस गाय इज सेइंग बट ये हमारा मेन ट्रेंड लाइन है नाउ अब आप देखिए हम कैंडल्स के नीचे भी एक ट्रेंड लाइन ड्रा कर सकते हैं लोअर लोस को लेते हुए जो कि एक सपोर्टिंग ट्रेंड लाइन है एक अपट्रेंड का एग्जांपल देखते हैं सो यहां मार्केट क्लियरली अपट्रेंड में है क्योंकि मार्केट हायर हाइज और हायर लोस बनाते हुए आगे बढ़ रहा है चूंकि ये एक अपट्रेंड है तो हमें हायर लोस को लेते हुए एक ट्रेंड लाइन ड्रा करना है कुछ इस प्रकार जो हमारा मेन ट्रेंड लाइन है और यहां हम हायर हाइज को लेते हुए भी एक ट्रेंड लाइन ड्रा कर सकते हैं कुछ इस प्रकार अब समझिए हम ट्रेंड लाइन क्यों ड्रा करते हैं फर्स्ट रीजन ट्रेंड लाइन हमें सपोर्ट और रेजिस्टेंस प्रोवाइड करता है अपर ट्रेंड लाइन हमें रेजिस्टेंस प्रोवाइड करता है और लोअर ट्रेंड लाइन हमें सपोर्ट प्रोवाइड करता है cannot be off too like you'll you'll go up like a couple hundred dollars and next you know it, it'll go, it's gone you know so I, um i set the take profit um okay so i'm drawing my trend line uh oh nope that's the wrong drawing tool all right so i'm pulling out my trend line i i could pull out a, a channel thing as well uh, but let me see, drawing trend line, uh, what do they say? You got three, three dots, okay. Um, now, there's no need to go too wide, but what I'm seeing is that, so there were, let me see, 
if I'm looking at USD JPY, there were higher highs. And now it broke the trend. Uh, this is the one hour chart. Let me see if I can go down to 30 minutes. Oh, crap. Can't see. Let me see. And it broke that trend of the higher highs. And that, having a reversal now. Now, um, we're at the point where, based on that 60-second video I just watched, where it's either going to consolidate or we're going to... Um, we're going to watch this thing on a bearish trend. Now, my nine-day moving average is getting closer to my 20-day moving average, which indicates a bearish move. My CCI is indicating is going is going to sold territory. My uh, stochastic slowdown chart is indicating it's uh, moving away from the moving average. I think the moving average is like a nine-day. I can't remember, like a 20-day moving average. Uh, it's moving away from that. It's diverging, moving towards um, um, sold territory quickly. And the statistic is actually starting to level off. And then my TTM squeeze is indicating a consolidation. Essentially, it shot up, went crazy, but now it's starting to consolidate. The volume is starting to come down a little bit. Um, don't know why... On, um, why my um, volume profile essentially um, is not showing, but it's okay. It looks like it's going into consolidation period. And then we'll just see where it goes from here. So I'm going to be working on just a little bit of drawing things as well as my fundamentals. Uh, and then also sentiment. Um, and there's a few other ones, a few other analysis that I'm going to work on as well. Um that was about it. Uh, I'll be be sure to keep stopping by, uh, doing a little bit more. Uh, I still do um, need to keep an eye on the uh, U.S. equities. Uh, the U.S. equities, um, it's just the thing that's been tough is um, the hours. So Forex uh, is really prominent, like 3 a.m. in the morning to, I think, like 11 p.m. at night, something like that. I'm not sure. Um, let me see real quick. And I mean, it's prominent. It's still going on. Ugh. Let me see. Ugh. Just when it's more prominent. Um, so about 2 a.m. in the morning to about 5 p.m. Uh, is when it's like 2 a.m. to 11 is about the London session. New York is 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And then there's Tokyo 7, 7 p.m. to 4 a.m. But I'm just more so saying when it's like prominent, when it's popping. Um, so the New York session kind of crosses over with the U.S. equities. So I'm just going to be, you know what? I'm going to set up. Um, I'm going to set up a dual monitor, uh, and I'm going to keep forex up on one screen, and I'm going to keep the U.S. equities up on another screen, and um, I'm going to see if I can approach it that way and see how this goes. Uh, other than that, that's just a couple things I'm going to be working on. Also, uh, I'm going to be working on getting more sources for information regarding uh, currency. What's crazy now is I hear the news a little different now. Like, before it was just U.S. equities, but now um, when I hear the news, I'm kind of like, okay, then that's going to make the USD more powerful. Okay, that's going to make the Canadian dollar less powerful. Or whatnot. Not not saying I'm an expert at it yet, but I'm like, okay, that's going to make the Japanese yen stronger, or it should make the Japanese yen stronger. But again, there's also sentiment and the people and everything. Because uh, for a while I've been googling, you know, where do I find my forex news and or my uh, currency news or whatever, and they're just like CNBC, and I'm like, no, no, that doesn't make sense. Then I turn on CNBC and I and I'm starting to hear it. I mean, like CNBC, I'm not always saying that they're, you know, the GOAT or anything. It's just, I don't know, it's just easy for me. CNBC is just easy for me. Let me see what they're talking about right now. Because it seems unsustainable to me. And that, um, 
that logic, Carl, is not welcome among the people who own these stocks. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they're uh, pointing to the almost $6 trillion in money markets. Right. Uh, and this idea that households are not going to sit back and watch stocks rally uh, without making... FOMO is going to take place. Yes, and when you look at the... Okay, I think they were talking about U.S. Treasury yields. I'm not sure. Uh, I missed it, whether they were going up or down. Um, so I guess there's FOMO of missing out on the market going up. Uh, that's the thing about investing, man. It's like, it is what it is. Let me see what Paramount's doing, because I'm about to get FOMO on Paramount. Yes! It's dropping. Woo! Woo! I got out of that one. Got out of that one. Woo! And I'm, I'm going to start selling puts on it. Um, cause I don't want Paramount doing anything stupid. I'd be like, damn, I should have stayed in that bitch. Um, let me, uh, we're going to go to Bloomberg real quick. See what they're talking about. Uh, this is another source, um, that I use kind of, kind of hard. Uh, let me see what they're talking about. strategists on Wall Street, they came into this year on aggregate, if you look in the terminal, it basically strategists were thinking the S&P 500 would have gone nowhere. So the, if you look at the median, what the S&P 500 would have been, it was around 4,000 for the S&P 500 is trading now, well above that, uh, above 4,700. So clearly most on Wall Street got the call wrong coming into this year. So if you look at next year, the average is around 4,500. And so that still is pretty low, but we've had a number of strategists come out, even Goldman, Earlier this week, they had come out, their target was 4700 for the end of next year. Now they boosted it to 5100 for next year just because of how resilient the economy has been. And then also the Fed pivoting away, kind of signaling what could potentially be rate cuts in the second half of next year. So still, though, those sell-side analysts that Paul tracks very closely. Okay, not exactly sure what she's talking about. Um, and then there's like another source I like real quick. 89, for me, it's 89.3 WPFW. Um, it's usually a show called Democracy Now that comes on, and I, I just like to listen to it. Um, what time does Democracy Now start? And essentially, this gives me the sentiment of, um, yeah, it starts around 8 a.m. Um, this gives me the sentiment of what's going on. How do people feel? Okay, I don't think this is democracy now. In global history, into the current system of imprisonment, what activists rightly call DBI, death by incarceration, or lifeless sentences of life forever. These are the twin faces of Janus, the same face reflected into its illusion of two. In 2003, Dr. Angela Y. Davis wrote, Is the Prison Obsolete? Published by Seven Stories Press. Okay, so that was, um, that that's uh, Voices with Vision. Um, here, but I think I can go to YouTube. Let me see what democracy now. Okay, um, Democracynow.org, The War and Peace Report. I'm Amy Goodman. After a decade-long campaign, climate activists say more than 1,600 institutions have now cut ties with the fossil fuel industry and divested some $41 trillion in assets. This comes as nearly... Okay, so, Democracy Now! has nothing to do with the stock market or anything. It really talks about, like, what's going on. Just that right there. Talking about how uh, how much they just talked about how a bunch of I guess some people moved away from fossil fuels. If I'm correct, then was it WTI or crude? WTI crude. Let's see what it's doing right now. It's going up. Uh, and then let me check the Brent crude. The Brent is going up as well. 
Uh, let me look over the last like, like month. Okay, yeah, it's been going down because I'm like, yeah, it's been going down. It's going up right now. It's only up about point zero five percent though. This is the Brent crude, and then what is WTI? Uh, I'm gonna do one month. Yeah, it's been going down. Yeah, it's just up today, and it's only up point zero three percent. So just with little news like that, seeing how climate... Nearly 200 countries agreed to a deal at the COP28 UN Climate Summit to phase down fossil fuels, replacing language calling for a phase out. Now a growing number of Democrats are calling on President Biden to stop massive new fossil fuel developments. Meanwhile in Britain, just days after COP28 wrapped up, Climate groups filed a lawsuit to block the development of the massive new Rosebank oil field in the North Sea, saying approval of the project violates. Okay, so just stuff like that. This is funded by viewers like you. Please support our work at democracynow.org slash give. I, I need to give because honestly, I've been listening to Democracy Now for whew, years and I've never given. This news is funded by viewers like oh, you. you don't Please remind support me. our Come work on. at democracynow.org slash yeah. give. My bad. This is Democracy Now, democracynow.org, the War and Peace Report. I'm Amy Goodman. Israel is intensifying its attacks across Gaza as pressure grows on Israel to support another ceasefire. The Israeli newspaper Haaretz reports the head of the Mossad, Israel's intelligence service, has met with the Prime Minister of Qatar and CIA Chief William Burns in Poland. Talks between the Mossad and Qatar also took place this weekend in Norway. Meanwhile, U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has arrived in Tel Aviv for talks. This comes as Israel continues to carry out attacks across Gaza, targeting hospitals, schools, and refugee camps. Authorities in Gaza... My goodness. Okay, so I'm... Uh, let me see. I'm just going to listen to just one more little quick thing. funded by viewers like you. Please support our work will, at democracynow.org slash give. Welcome to Democracy Now!, democracynow.org, The War and Peace Report. I'm Amy Goodman. Israel's continuing its deadly attacks across the Gaza Strip with mass casualties reported in densely populated areas, including the Jabalia and Nusrat refugee camps. As the death toll in Gaza nears 19,000, a new human rights watch Okay, so just with that approach from Amy Goodman and I, seriously, man, that's one lady, man. I congratulate her on her work because she shows up to work all the time. I mean, I promise. I I don't know. I can't ever think of a time when they're like, eh, yeah, uh, I'm substituting for Amy Goodman. She's out today on vacation, like, you know. So you know, shout out to that lady. And she, I mean, she knows so much about. She, I mean, she knows something about like every topic, geopolitical topic. And it's like, goodness gracious, how do you stay on top of these things? I mean, I guess at the end of the day, you just say to yourself, it's a small world if you let it be. You know, it's only a big world if it's big to you, whatever. But if you can you can shrink the world. Um, but yeah, just on that information, right? Um, there's a few things I'm thinking about. Technologies, one. I mean, you know, um, we got we got these 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 things going on geopolitically. I'm pretty sure. Um, oh my goodness. There's always something going on around my my residence. Uh, there's always something going on. Nothing bad, just because there's there's a lot of foot traffic. Uh, so there's always something going on, and I'm looking at something going on right now. Um, regardless, um, I'm thinking technology, right? We got a lot of things geopolitically going on. AI technology is going to be huge. Companies such as IBM, whatnot. Uh, could even go with a small company. Uh, I do invest in this company called Atomera. It's been screwing me for years. Nightscope, because these are companies that I can actually afford to get like 100 shares of. Uh, Nightscope does not have uh, options. So you actually just have to trade the underlying. Um, by underlying, I mean the actual stock. So um, uh, essentially, if, if, if there's anything that goes on, it's like, well, what's the underlying? That essentially just means what was the beginning what's going on you see two people fighting pop 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 they're getting mad at each other you break up the fight and say well what was the underlying issue oh they they stole my man they stole my woman oh okay all right this is this is petty theft okay everybody calm down okay 
Um, so that's what I mean. The, in, in, in options market, the underlying is the actual stock, the ownership of the stock. Um, so on that, also gasoline. I'm thinking, okay, well, gasoline can go either one way or the other. I mean, it could either shoot up or shoot down, considering it's been going down for at least the last month. And then we have a lot of geopolitical issues going on. And then we also, I mean, geopoliticalism, we got wars going on. And, you know, one way wars can be fought through is by equipment that requires gasoline. Um, not, I know it's terrible. It's terrible. It's like, man, you're going to really capitalize off of war? Uh, it's just it's just ideas. You don't have to do them. This is not advice or anything. Um, yeah, while I'm sitting in my posh uh, place uh, in, in heat, you know, putting up my Christmas tree, uh, investing on ExxonMobil, some are not any particular, but some kid or some mom just got their legs blown off. Uh, it's terrible. So you really got to figure out how we're going to do it. But there's also a lot of things. Um, so gasoline technology, uh, but also gasoline may get short considering that there's a huge effort. It, it appears by multiple different countries in order to stop progressing with, I mean, Exxon Mobile just dug a hole in Papua New Guinea, I believe, or not Papua New Guinea. I think Guyana, you know what I'm saying? Like, they just dug a hole, and it's kind of like, okay, well, what are we going to do with this oil that we kind of just dug up? It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and move in a different direction. By 2030 or 2035, all fossil fuels and everything, uh, uh, burning shit is going to uh, not be part of our existence anymore. We're we're evolving, you know? It's like, okay, uh, thanks for telling me now. I just put a huge drill in the middle of you know, the Atlantic Ocean or whatever they put it at, you know, but all right. So those are just a few approaches. I'm going to keep my eyes open on other things as well. Uh, electronic car companies. I mean, you know, that may be a good move. Um, uh, let me think. Um, uh, viruses are going up. Clorox may be a good move. Uh, natural gas. Uh, I mean, winter is about to be here. I don't know what's taking it so long. Um, I'm a winner, baby. So I, I love my winner, you know? So, but regardless, I'm gonna go ahead and get ready to get this day started. Uh, bell's about to ring in approximately about 15 minutes. Um, uh, I just want to stay, you know, thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to stop by. Keep it with your mans. I appreciate it. I'm Chan Man and this is House of Bar. Introducing the listener support program. Feeling the future and quality of House of Barf. Dear loyal listeners, at the House of Barf, we strive to bring you the most engaging, informative, and entertaining content every day into the world of business, accounting, regulation, and finance. We strive to provide you with expert knowledge, practical tips, and thought-provoking discussions to help you excel in your financial endeavors. We are dedicated to fostering meaningful conversations, sharing valuable insights, and creating a community of like-minded individuals who are passionate about business, accounting, regulation, and finance. Producing high-quality content requires dedication, resources, and effort from a talented team of one, me, but in the future, you know, hopefully I'll have a team. That's why we are excited to introduce our listener support program. This initiative allows you, our cherished audience members, to play a pivotal role in shaping the future and the content and assuring House of Bar's sustainability. In the future, becoming a supporter, you will be able to enjoy a range of exclusive benefits. Benefits that I'm hoping to be able to bring eventually, early access to episodes, um, access to episodes that are not you know, public, uh, you know, that are not accessible to everyone, possibly even um, create better content. And then all those mistakes I make, maybe I'll put them in a separate episode. You'll be able to get some behind the scenes stuff um, uh, and other uh, exclusive um, um, things such as merchandise. Possibly I have, uh, you know, a children's book coming out, maybe able to offer that. 
Uh, your support goes directly towards enhancing the quality of our content, expanding our reach, our research, and investing in new resources and technology to bring you even better experiences. Your contribution will help us continue to deliver thought-provoking discussions, captivating stories, and insightful inter... Oh, no, sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Um, may, in the future, may possibly interview someone uh, that will keep you engaged and inspired. Join me, us, in shaping the future of House of Barf by becoming a supporter today. Your generosity empowers us to keep our conversations alive and ensures that we can contribute to provide valuable content to audiences around the United States and hopefully in the future of the world. To support us, simply visit podcasters.spotify.com. Then you can get to House of Barf. Um, Also, it is on Spotify. And... um, Support this podcast and become a supporter and choose a membership tier that aligns with your preferences. Every contribution, no matter how small or how big, makes a meaningful impact and is deeply appreciated. Thank you for being an essential part of our journey. With your support, we can reach new heights and create content that truly resonates with you, our incredible listeners. God bless. Happy listening. I'm Chan Man. This is House of Barf. Again, if you would like, you can visit podcasters.spotify.com backslash pod backslash show backslash chan hyphen man seven. And you can go to support this podcast and become a supporter today. Thank you. You can also reach me at c287gph at gmail.com. Thank you again. You have a wonderful day. God bless.